opportunity, Lord, to praise you, to glorify you, Lord, and to remember all those things you've done for us, Lord, and give you that appreciation and that praise that you deserve, Jesus. And we ask you at this time, Lord, uh, that you multiply the tithes and the offerings, Lord, and uh, help us, Lord, in all that we do, Lord, to bring these to you, Lord Jesus, to be faithful to you in these things. This weekend we'll be celebrating 10 years here at this church, Lord, and it's because of the tithes and the offers, Lord, this ministry can continue going forward, Lord, and we thank you for that, Lord. And we also ask you, Lord, now to bless Brother Gabriel, Lord, the word, that we may receive it with joy and understanding, that we may remember that it's a gift, a treasure from above, Lord, for us to get stronger and better. In your name we ask this, Jesus, and we thank you. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to ask Brother Gabriel to uh, pass on up. Amen. God bless everyone this evening, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. God bless the group uh, this evening. But Anthony had me worried there when I saw those clouds. If you guys all know my flying horse. I started seeing thunderstorms and and uh, and delayed and delays at the airport. Amen. But praise the Lord when we uh, when we can just touch the ground and know that God is with us. Amen. Me asustó el hermano Anthony cuando tenía el video ahí de los, los nubes. Porque yo soy temeroso de volar. Siempre me, uh, cuando, cuando hay tormentas, siempre estoy bien asustado. Vamos a, ser, vamos a ser verdaderos aquí, ¿no? Vamos a ser verdaderos aquí. ¿Cuántos se asustan uh, de los tormentas? ¿No? ¿Cuántos se asustan de los tormentas en un avión? <laughs> ¿Cuántos se asustan de los aviones? Es otro pregunta, right? You know, I asked, you know, who's scared of uh, storms? And a couple of people raised their hands. But I asked who's scared of flying in a storm? Uh, and more people raised their hands. But who's just scared of flying? And some people raised their hands too. But praise the Lord because God has us here tonight. Amen. God has us here um, in his presence uh, ready and willing to bless us this evening. Uh, God's willingness can never be questioned. God's willingness can never be questioned, brothers and sisters. We can never question if God is willing to bless us. We can never question if God wants to bless us. It's apparent that God wants to bless us. From the beginning of time when God started and in the creation of things, he started blessing us. And so we're thankful and appreciative to everything that he does and how he works in our lives. Amen. Uh, when we start to question God's willingness to bless us, when we start to question um, his goodness, then we start to question ourselves. And doubt should not come into our lives. Doubt should not come into our lives when it comes to God's love for us. The first thing the enemy wants to do in our lives is separate us from God. Makes sense, right? If God is your strong tower, why wouldn't the enemy want to take you from your strong tower? If you just think about this for a second. So when you start to look at struggles that you're going through, when you start looking at problems that you're going through, when you start to look at what the enemy plan is in your life, the first thing you should look at is, am I separated from God? It's a hard question to ask yourself because sometimes you quickly want to answer, no, I, I believe in God, but it's not the belief of God, but it's the doubt of the situation in God working in you or doing something for you. 
So when you believe in God, then you trust the process. This is a difficult time at times because you could be going through something that you're saying, why am I going through this if God loved me, if God was with me? The ifs start to come in. But instead of doubting these things and questioning these things and wanting to have answers to these things, we cannot forget that God is with us through the valley, to the top of the mountain. The moment we start to encourage ourselves that God is with us, the moment we start to believe that God is for us, then we start to not only gain confidence in fighting the battle that's before us, but we start to gain confidence in understanding that God's love is amazing. It's powerful. It can reach any place that you could be at. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe that God loves you and that God's for you. For excuses, we can all have excuses. For reasons, we can all make a reason. We feel this one time, you know, in our life, we might have gone through a dark place and we just feel like that one thing is not going to get me into God's presence. And this is where ignorance comes in. And I say this very gently because some of us sometimes get to these places where we're stained to a point where we just feel like, I don't know if God can use me or ever would want to even be around me. That's the devil again. What did I say the devil's number one tactic is? Separation. The devil wants to separate you from believing that you can be in God's presence. So God can't have an opportunity to use you. The devil wins. Because the last thing the devil wants is somebody that's in a dark place to see Jesus in the light that he's in. And show others that are in dark places with the same examples that they can see Jesus and be with Jesus. You see, the devil wants more and more people that are in dark places to stay in dark places instead of coming out of them and bring others out of dark places with them. The hardest thing is for you to believe unless you experience somebody that has had the same struggles as you have. This is what God loves, the brokenness. This is why God chases after those that feel alone, those that don't feel loved or wanted. This is why God is calling out tonight. Title of tonight's message, Wisdom to Have Understanding, amen? You see, brothers and sisters, we come here a lot of times and sometimes we pass through the same thing and we, we experience sermons that are the same. This is not going to be a different sermon. This is going to be the same sermon. The thing is, is, is are you different to receive this sermon? I hope you understood that. I hope, you know, if I need to repeat myself so it's more clear, you see, these messages... And the power of God is spoken here. It's spoken here. It's spoken to us. But sometimes we aren't prepared or ready to receive from God what is of God. Our heart's not willing. 
And so separation begins because we don't even, you know, I'm not ready for that. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even where you're saying, brother, that I need to be at, or it's not for me. And it just passes us. Remember, there was a series of messages and, and a saying that pastor started back at the old church as we're reminiscing on these 10 years here. We don't forget of what God started here in this ministry, in this community. Is everybody, you know, the ones that were here and we got pictures of you. Who's this message for? Oh man, everybody used to, we had pictures of people and they're like me and we'd videotape them. Who's this message for? And brother Richard back there, I see you, I see you brother back there. And I got one of you and man, dark hair and man, brother. Woo. Grandpa is fitting, brother. He's happy though. Look at that. I don't know Margie. I don't know Margie's ready to hear beat grandma. She's kind of, you know, brother Richard's like both thumbs up, but it's a little different for her. But you know what? I know sister Margie and brother Richard are extremely happy as we are, as we are. Amen. We got a new baby here in the church and many more to come. Many more to come. I believe that. So if we could turn to Proverbs 3, 5. God bless Lorenzo for translating tonight. God bless the brothers and sisters. Dios bendiga a los hermanos. A veces me necesito a soltar lengua aquí. Pero que bueno que Lorenzo está transmitiendo, traduciendo. Amen. Traduciendo. Proverbs 3 5. Amen. We're going to read this. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thy own understanding. Okay, so we've read this before. Like I said, this isn't going to be a new message. These are verses that we get times. Uh, and, and I like, you know, I like how it says here because it says, Fíjate de Jehová de todo tu corazón y no estribes en tu prudencia. So if we are trusting in God with what? Oh, come on now, Really? Is that how much we trust in God by how limited our volume is? How much are we trusting it? What are we trusting God in? With So if you're trusting God with all your heart, then that leaves nothing for you. You gotta understand that. That's a submission process, and that's a uh, a place to be at where it's ground zero where God can start to do something in you. But the thing is when we start to trust in our heart a little bit, even a little bit. That's all the devil needs is a little bit. He don't need a lot of bit. He needs a little bit. He needs a little bit of you coming out thinking that you know it when you're in a place and you might have gotten there through time that shows you that you need God's understanding. But when we get to that place and that breaking point and it's at our knees and we're like, God, I don't know what to do anymore. I feel this. I feel this. I'm inadequate in these things. That's a great place to be at because now God is let me pick you up. Let me fill you up. Let me support you. Let me raise you. Let me love you. Let me guide you. You see, he's a God of good things. Never forsaking us. But the problem is, is that we do not, we do not give him our entire heart. And this is why we've got to keep our hearts. God bless Ashley. 
Good to see you. Had us worried there. I'm glad to see you. Hear me, huh? Pray that God blesses you and heals you. Amen. The problem is, is that we lean into our understanding. Our own. God bless the kids this evening also, brothers and sisters. Summertime, kids. Pray that God can use you during the summertime and can bless you. You guys can be a blessing not only to your families, to the church, to each other. That God can fill that dead space with some activities that will honor him. Amen. So we start to lean into our own understanding, which starts to separate us from God being able to use us. The equation is this. It's easy. One. Effort. That's all the effort that's going to come. My effort has to be in trusting in him. If I don't trust in him, that's where I start to take over in things I do. The I do in this relationship has to be trusting in him. I do trust in you, Lord, with all my heart. Because the moment the devil finds out that there's doubt, and what do we see examples of this doubt? We see Eve doubting God's commandment. There's plenty of examples that you can find where doubt took you down a path of separation from God. So be careful with the doubt and be careful of people around you that plant doubt. I've made made this comment before many a times. I don't like to be around people that don't have a positive energy. I'm a person that sees the glass half full instead of half empty. But when we find ourselves around doubters, it becomes contagious. And it starts to affect you personally. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. We read the next verse. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Reconocerlo en todos tus caminos. Y él enderezará tus, verdad, tus veredas, veredas. Brothers and sisters, two verses, you have them on paintings. You have them, I, I'm almost willing to bet that there's people that can raise their hand and say, I got these verses in my house. It's just, it, it's a common verse here. But both of them, both of them talk about the same thing here, about you are not in control. It's about giving God control. Look at this verse right here. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. That means in a way that you want to do something else, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Instead of acknowledging yourself in a way, acknowledge him. Do we understand this equation again? God has the answers and the solutions. I'm the vessel that he can use. The moment I start having the answers and the solutions, I can't be used. I hope you can understand this. This is the battle. This is where the spirit, 
this is where uh, uh, the spirit of not feeling uh, positive comes over because we're just feeling like it's too much of us because it is too much of us and not enough of him. I want to acknowledge him more. I want to trust in him more. I want to trust in him with all my heart. I don't want to lean into my own understanding. If we turn to Psalms 32, 8. Te haré entender y te enseñaré el camino en que debes andar. Sobre ti fijaré mis ojos. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. So brothers and sisters, what's the famous saying when the teacher arrives? I mean, when the student arrives, the teacher, what does it say? Anybody remember that one? When the, when the student shows up, the teacher arrives or something like that? You guys ever heard that? You guys haven't heard that, huh? You guys aren't into Japanese movies. But the moment that we're ready to be guided, God shows up. It's that moment you're ready to be guided. It's that moment of surrender. It's that moment where you're like, I'm not doing this right. I keep on falling into the same things because I'm not elevated like you are, God, and can see as far as you can, God. So I can only see as far as my eyes are at the elevation that I'm at. And if I'm low and there's a lot of mess, there's a lot of distraction. Everybody remember what Isaiah the prophet said? I saw him what? high and lifted up and then he describes the room of being foggy cloudy because see our lives sometimes get there where the the foggy cloudiness is the doubt that we have and we've got to look up high because that's where we know we're going to find him the moment we start to look for him the moment we start to look we find the teaching, we find the instruction on where to go. The problem is, is more and more people are looking to people instead of to God. We're looking for something physical, something quick. We've become that. We're disappointed if it's not here in two days or next day, or if I can't have it quicker than 10 minutes. You ever caught yourself with like, what's taking so long? And you're like thinking, well, it's only been a couple of minutes and they're busy here. Because our patience is being affected. And God teaches in patience. How many of us, I didn't hear an amen on that. So I guess more patience is coming to some of y'all here. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say today's preaching. If there's not wisdom enough to say or understanding enough to say amen at times. May God give you more patience in your life. Oh, watch this church now. The roof's going to blow out because of the amens. But God teaches in patience. If you're, if you're a type of person that wants it now and this, 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 I need it now, this, 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 and you're this, God's going to bring patience in your life. But the thing is, when the patience comes, are we prepared to see what he sees in us. I want to see God what you 
see that I need, what you see that I lack. We can tell a lot by our hearts, by the lack of patience that we have in our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11. Porque yo sé los pensamientos que tengo acerca de vosotros, dice Jehová, pensamientos de paz y no de mal para dar, daros, daros el fin que esperéis. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and no evil to give you an expected end. Now, brothers and sisters, this is where the devil wants to separate you because he wants you to think that God has forgotten about you because of your circumstance and your situation, your lack ofs. This is where the devil wants to get you at. I just don't feel like God's with me. But we see here that we have a God that... He, he knows what our expected end is. He knows that he wants to bring peace in our lives and not evil. He needs you to know that. Because the moment that you're like, oh man, what's going on here? What's happening here? Are you going to trust in God? Are you going to believe in God? Is your faith going to engage You see, our faith has to engage in moments, moments of doubt, moments of lacking. Your faith has to engage. You know, this is why we come to church, because church is like a service department. When your vehicle doesn't engage in something, the transmission, and you're like, man, that that transmission is slipping. I don't feel like it's catching a gear. I hope it's not serious. But see, we don't ever question our faith engaging or catching on and this is where doubt comes and then pretty soon it's like we've gone from uh an elevated position to not being able to see god anymore because of our surroundings being below our problems we go to being on the boat and seeing jesus from a distance they're starting to walk on the water seeing jesus to being under the water because we start to see our circumstances. What circumstance do you have in front of you that you could tell me right now, somebody could get up and say, I have this circumstance that's bigger than God. Can anybody? That's a question. Can anybody just say you have a circumstance that's bigger than God? So, answering that and saying it out loud like some of y'all did then there should not be doubt in you that God has thoughts of peace and not evil a expected end what does that mean an expected end that means I know where your life's going you might not know and you might just be oh my goodness I can't even get through this week or this day and God's like I know how far you can go help me God to trust in you more instead of 
leaning on my own understanding. Because I lean on my own understanding. Here comes the anxiety. Here comes the confusion. Here comes the attitude. Ooh, some of y'all with y'all's attitudes. Mm. How many of y'all got attitudes when it comes to doubting situations and being? Ooh. And it starts to all reveal itself. Pastor's famous sayings. You know somebody, not when everything's going good, but you know a true somebody when everything's going bad. That's where we come here and we come here and we're like, God, we come here, God, I need you, God, I need you to, I need you, God, I want you, God, I need this understanding. I don't want to lean into my own self, God. I want to lean on you, God. I want to communicate with you, God. You know my heart, God. You're speaking to me, God. I'm still struggling in these things and I, and I already got dust on myself. I'm so old. I've been here so long, I've been hearing it. I can regurgitate it. I knew that verse before you read it, Brother Gabe. And it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to live something. In moments of despair. Do we know that he's there? Do we understand that he can be there? Moments of confusion. It's he. It's he. That will bring the light. If we turn to Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which passeth. Woo. Some of us want wisdom, but man, we just want the peace of God because let's look at this. But the peace of God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Oh, come on, brothers and sisters. Look, some of us are struggling with wanting to have it all. You know, you just want the Bible and you just want it all in you. But what you got to have is you want to have the peace of God. You see, because the peace of God is what's going to calm things down for you to then begin to understand God. Some of us aren't understanding God because there's not the peace of God in us. Passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Y la paz de Dios que sobrepuja Todo entendimiento guardará vuestros corazones y vuestros entendimientos en Cristo Jesús. You see, this is the struggle here. It's the peace. To be a baby again, huh? Oh man, just to be a baby. Baby has no idea, right? Baby's just there. What's the baby doing? Laying in peace, right? Not unless it's hungry. They start to hear that baby cry. They all cry differently. But just to be in peace in God's hands, he knows exactly what we need when we need it. The moment you start to cry, and he looks at you and he's giving you everything you need but you're crying that's where the human side of us is taking over 
instead of the spiritual side of us that should be subjected to his word. You don't want to hear. You'd rather just be right now stubborn in, in ways and not believe this stuff because you feel the way you feel is what's the right way. When God's giving you word here, God's speaking to you here. God's speaking through his word here. And yet some of us hold on to what we feel. And you see, this is a struggle, and it's a struggle that we have all encountered in our walk with Jesus. And this is where the breaking comes, the shaping comes, the removal process. Because God's like, man, mm, just just to be at peace with me. I got everything you have, you need. I got everything you need in that we start to cry, and he's like, oh, man, mm. You're wanting something that you don't need. You're looking for something that I don't have planned for you. And you see, brothers and sisters, God, when it says that his peace surpasseth any understanding, that to me is where If this is a challenge, I'm seeking that out the most. God, I need your peace. I want your peace, God. Give me your peace, God. Give me your peace, God. Because I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm always, I'm always in need. I'm always, I got to do this. I got to do this. That's, you know, that's some of us sometimes. I got to go do this. I got to do this. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. This is the only way I'm going to do this to get this. I need this. I need to do this. We're going to have to do this. Do this. Do this. Some of us, that's the way we live our lives. Never satisfied always hungry for more but the moment that we could just raise our hands and be in peace is the moment that he begins to teach us where to go if we turn to proverbs eleven fourteen, cuando faltarán 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 las industrias. ¿Cómo? Caerá el pueblo. Más en la multitud de consejeros hay salud. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, There is safety. You see, brothers and sisters, as we walk in this journey, the more, the quieter we are, the less we're doing God's will. Because this journey has been difficult and some of us haven't learned how to overcome things so we don't feel comfortable about talking about things. We talk about what we're comfortable with. You ever meet quiet people in a room with people that are talking about something they have no idea is where you're going to find people just listening. We all have an idea of what's going on here and we should be talking. We should be glorifying God. We should be saying how much we need him still. We should be talking about 
shortcomings that we have that we need strengthen, glorifying him in those shortcomings, knowing that he's still working on in us. But the moment that we get quiet is that moment where we start to slip back into the shadows. And it's not that being quiet is not going to allow whatever's inside of us to reveal itself. It just means that a process has to begin from God to bring it to light. As we've all experienced these moments of coming to light or things that weren't in our control, we ask ourselves, we're here, we receive the word of God. God God has spoken to any kind of failure that we've ever had in our life. Look at the failures, look at problems that you've had in your life. Tell me that there's not a word of God for that. Tell me, somebody tell me. Somebody tell me right now, no, there was not a word of God for that. Look at something where sin was brought forth and tell me that there was not a word of God for it. If it was rebelliousness, is there a word of God for it? If there's lack of wisdom, is there a word of God for it? Pride, is there a word of God for it? Anger, is there a word of God for it? So we, what we got to do is look at these challenges and bring the word to it. When we started our baptism class, I taught everybody how to search for what they needed to find when they were going through things. That's the first thing I said, look, I want to give you guys this tool. My expectation is, is that you guys communicate to each other when you're going through something. And here's how you can find it. Well, I don't know the word. That's not a good enough excuse. God has given us things to search. Even if you just open up your, your Bible and, and hit a search until you start learning it. There's no reason that we can't find the answer to what we're going through through the word of God. Unless it doesn't fit how we want it to fit, then you, you, you can definitely look at different places. But that's where we begin to lean on what? Our own selves. Instead of leaning on him. Name one thing. Name one thing. You're not going to find anything. If, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's been something that you feel, you know, that's gotten you to a place that you're at, a dark place that you're at. There is a word for it. That's how powerful God is. 2,000 plus years he wrote this because he knew our state of being. He knew where we were going to be at. And he wrote a word to it. The effort of searching it is how quickly it can respond to you. The willingness to humble yourself. It says here, some of us don't find ourselves seeking that counsel. We rather weather it. And there goes another year and 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 another year. year Until we just say, God, I need your peace to get your peace. I've got to seek this counsel. If we turn to Proverbs 14, 12. I was thinking about titling it Proverbs. 
But how can you talk about wisdom or understanding unless you talk about Proverbs? How can you understand God's mind when it comes to wisdom and understanding unless you read the words that he gave Solomon? There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Hay camino que al hombre parece derecho, empero su fin son caminos de muerte. You see, we we're talking about earlier equations of trusting in God. You trust in God, God has an expected end for you. You trust in God, he wants to bring you peace and not evil. You start to trust in yourself, in your, in your own thoughts. This is where the enemy has got you far enough away from God. You know, you... Who, who who flips the channels and every once in a while they just they're flipping the channels and you and you just go past animal planet and you just see the one scene that you don't want to see it you don't want to see it you're like I'm not going to see this but they're about to animals are about to hunt someone they're hunting something some of y'all you don't want to be truthful because you guys think that people are going to judge you here at church because you like to watch those things so you're watching the lion as it's watching the antelope Right? And then another lion shows up, and sometimes they're in packs. What's crazy is when you see when you see animals in packs, because that means the hunger is high. You'll see them sometimes and they're by themselves. But when you see them in packs, it's like, look, if I just get a bone with a little piece of meat on it, I'm happy. So you see them here and they see it. And what do they do if they're in packs? They want to separate the one animal from the others. And you see, the first thing God wants to do, and he's doing it, he's doing it. You can sense the spirit when God starts to, to bring the word and there's not excitement, there's not understanding, there's not hope, there's not a breath of hope here. There's not a ah, hallelujah, there's not a amen. You can sense this separation already that's there. And what we got to do is we got to find a way of uniting ourselves. Because the enemy wants to separate you and he wants to pick you off. Because it says in the word of God, like a roaring lion, he seeks who to devour. And the first thing is when you start to separate yourself. And what's the separation part, the communication part? The need. then it's easy for him to pick you off, to devour you. So, you know, we can talk about a lot of things, brothers and sisters. We can go through a lot of stuff and, and we, we can justify it and we can in our own minds relate to it. But if you're void, you're void. If you're empty, if you're dry, you're dry unless you come to the well. He, the well's not going to come to you. You're going to come to the well. You look at the lady and Jesus didn't bring the well to the lady's house and, and sit by her house and say, hey, you want some water? No, she came to the well to find Jesus. You see, our problem is, is that we don't want to humble ourselves to some of the things that are broken inside of us. So when the enemy starts separating you, you're not communicating. 
you don't have a desire to be involved. Oh, how many of y'all? Oh, man, this is, I don't know where God, you're taking this now. Oh, man. It was already down a slopey, slippery path, but now you don't communicate and now you don't want to be involved. But yet, you want God to do and to respond. We got to be real in these things. If you don't have a heart to do, how can we expect God to do for us? With that being said, how many of y'all bring into the event this weekend? How many? Why don't we, why don't we, the ones that's bringing one, get on this side. The ones that, like Pastor just said, the one that's bringing a hundred, get right in the middle. Huh? Who's bringing one? Nobody's, nobody's, not even one? Nobody's bringing one? That one or Margie's, Margie's are the ones. <laughs> that's more right now, Margie. That's, that's a lot. But you see, we just get into this funk. And the hope and the fire that was in you, man, send me anything, 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 pastor, I'll do it, anything, anything. Now it starts to fade away unless we come back to him. If we turn to Luke 14, 28. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he hath sufficient to finish it? 29. Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. 30. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king, sit it down first and consult it whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an, an ambas, what is it? Ambassas? What is it? Ambassage, that's it. And desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Do you know how powerful that statement is? It's a statement that we start to look at and we have that moment from the rich gentleman that came to Jesus and said, hey, I want this. Follow you. God said, what? Go sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. The person turned around and kept on walking. What a response, huh, when you're there in front of Jesus and and you feel the presence. I mean, this, something got you to the point that you wanted to follow him. But yet the rules come up and you find out that you can't. Something outweighs the desire 
of following Jesus. I ask you, what outweighs the desire in our lives? What is outweighing the desire in our lives? What is it? What is it? I mean, can you identify it? Can you look for it? Because that's, you know, as we're seeking God's peace and God begins to reveal you what's causing the instability in your life. See, see, what's precious about God is that God, God, God is a root cause type of God. You see, God will show you the cause of the problem. See, it's easy for us to use the term of what? It's just me. That's not the way God works. That's not the way God works. You see, that's easy for us. It's just me, brother. It's the way I am. No, God goes deep. Word of God says, it goes, he goes into the soul. So God doesn't accept it's just me. God wants to get to the root. And we've had these messages before when God's there at the root of the problem and he shows you the root of the problem, what do you do when he's there? Are you vulnerable at this moment? And you see like, well, if you take that away, you know, there's going to be a void there and that void is going to bring these problems. It's going to bring this type of stuff where God says, but you don't understand, you're going to have a void there temporarily as I begin to fill it up. I cannot fill up something that is full. I want God to first remove what he has to in me. I can't ask God to fill up something inside of me when there's not space. To have a desire just for God to use me in his conditions, not my conditions. Ooh. Oh, when you have conditions. Well, God, you know, God, I, I will serve God. It's just as long as, you know, God, I brought a piece of paper here and I wrote down some conditions, okay? I'm going to talk to you just for a second, okay? Can we have this conversation, God? Because I have some conditions here. First of all, I kind of like to... Uh, keep a lot of the stuff that I've kind of started gathering through the years. If it's okay with you, there's some memories there. Second of all, I really, really love my family. I love my family. I understand, I understand, I understand. I've read the word, I've heard the word of God. But I just really love my family. I know what you say. My greatest enemies might be at my own house. I get it. I know, I know. But I don't know if I could just, I could have you touch that one, God, or ask me to choose you over them. And these conditions begin to create the separation even before God can start. Before God can start, there's conditions already that your heart is showing. The moment that you start to change those conditions and the moment you start to remove them altogether, 
is the moment you start to see God remove tremendous things and bring things into your life. Oh, I'm talking about things that you can't even imagine. The moment that I, and you could hear the testimonies and I've seen, and I've seen God do that where people are like, well, you know what? I always pick my family. Well, now I'm not picking my family. I'm picking God. And you start to see God doing things. I don't want to come to God with conditions. I want to come to him with all my heart and trust in him with all my heart. Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his hand, his house, upon the sand. When the rains descended, And the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. You see, brothers and sisters, this example that Jesus gave here is an example of his here receiving God's word. What do we want to be considered or or called, wise or foolish? I don't think anybody wants to be called a fool. Nobody can tell you that they want to be called a fool. But yet foolish actions means having the advice, having the blueprints of what to do with our lives, leaving here and saying, you know what, God, I know I put in my time tonight. I'm leaving here the same way I got here. Nothing's going to change. But the moment that the sincerity of our heart gets here and we say something's got to change because something's not going right, Is that moment where God says, oh, this is interesting. Okay, I see your heart was pricked tonight. I see that you see something. I can work with that. But our process has to continue on. We cannot be like the word of God says that we just see ourselves in the mirror and say, ooh, oh, man. Ooh, ooh. Like I do in the mornings. And 30 minutes later, I'm hungry. What are we eating? We've got to be remembering what God spoke to us in. Saying, okay, God, okay. He mentioned peace. He mentioned peace. I don't have peace. I don't have peace. I'm always a person that's, I don't have peace. People, they just know me as not having peace. I want this peace. God says, okay, you also heard that to get this peace, you've also got to start considering things that you need to let go. And I'm going to teach you these things to let go. Are you prepared to let them go? (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, this is where we're at then. I mean, you know, it's not, no, there's no leniency in this. It's not like we have a guy that's a pasalon. We don't have a guy that just, oh, you know, I can still do it this way and he's still going to do it. He's a guy that he's talking about building a house on a rock, unmovable. That's who our God is, is unmovable. This is why we honor him. This is why we glorify him because he's not a God that was here one day and he's over there another day. He's here. It's our problem that we're, we're wanting to put them in different places. Where he has his place already above everything. Or we can find him. When we need him. And I ask God, I say, God, you know, these two examples, the wise and the foolish, and you see and you find the man that built his house and, and, and searched and, and there's a version that says and he dug deep. But see, uh, some of our efforts are just at the, at the top layer. See, some of our efforts are, ah, that looks like a place, good place to do it at. And that's the way we're making decisions in our family lives and everything. Ah, that looks good. Ah. And we're just quickly just allowing things. And then some of us do diligence, do diligence in it, and we search. And we're like, well, we got to really look to see if this is good, if this is going to be wise. And then just some of us just don't want to submit to God. This man, the foolish man, is like, yeah, I know, I know. I know I probably should have done it like my neighbor over here. This guy right here, look at that house. But you know what? I saw him there, and he was, you know, he spent a few a few months just digging. What you digging for over there? I asked him one time. What you digging for? I'm going to start to build my house. I'm going to pass you up. You're wasting too much time on that digging. God wants us to take this time to look at things clearly. Oh man, a word for some of y'all if you could just receive it. A word for some of y'all if you could receive it. You start to see these waters calming in, in your home. You'll start to see God's presence in your life if you could just receive this word. Some of us are bitter. Some of us are just at a point where you're not, you can't receive it. And the word of God talks about that too. And examples of seed being thrown out. And some of it's just hard right now. There's no, it landed on hardness. Some of it is landing on thorns where other things are persuading it and pulling it into other things. And, and there hasn't been a, a true commitment, a, to, a true submission, a true letting go. I tell you, there's a word for everything. You, you think I'm playing around. You test me. Test me. If you think you have something that there's not a word of God for, there's a word of God for it and what our struggle is and where we're at in our lives. I don't want to be these things that I have a chance of passing them on to those that I do care about. Love is such a powerful word. How many of y'all use love? 
Nobody here praise the Lord. I could tell a lot about y'all. Thank, thank you, Lord, for showing me that tonight. Man, woof. Struggle, huh? Struggle is real. We don't know how to use it. So it becomes cheap. Oh, you don't want to hear this. This is why everybody's at this state right now. Because see, when you say love, then that means there's sacrifice. That means there's denying yourself. Because if we look to the author of love, oh, you don't want to hear me. You don't want to hear me. But when you look to him and you see what he did and the love he had, he didn't only say it, he showed it and left an example for us. But when we say love, we see the sacrifice. And I don't want you to confuse sacrifice with, you know, well, I, walk, I work four jobs. That's not love. That's you got to get your finances in order. That's, you know, find peace of God so you don't have to. No, no, no. Love is if I change this in my life, if I remove these things from my life, I'm bettering those that I say I love. Ooh, that's powerful. I tell you, man, when you hear love from someone that you've seen the sacrifice, I'll come on. I'll come on. Oh, you, maybe some of y'all haven't been told by some people that has, you've seen the sacrifice, but when you do, it, it, it has an impact. And we have been told by someone who did it. And that's why we're here and we honor him. Amen. James 4, 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. El pecado pues está en aquel que sabe hacer lo bueno y no lo hace. Okay, okay. Why do you think, why do you think they're trying to remove the word of God everywhere? Ding, 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 ding. No answers? Because it's what reveals to you. It's what reveals to you what is good. There was a governor that came out the last couple of weeks and said that they compared Christianity to radical Islam. That's the people that... Why? Because he understands that if someone's truly professing the love of God, then it's going to chew away any evil. And see, the world wants to be free in itself, in its own understanding. But we have a God that's like, look, you know, again, lean not into what? I don't want to lean into my own understanding, God, because my own understanding is going to get me into dark places because my own understanding has caused me 
to separate myself from you, God. I want to lean to you, Jesus. I want to trust in you, Father. More and more each day. More and more in any way. I want to see things and see myself in things and trust in you more and more as we're on this journey together, God. I might feel alone at times. I might feel used at times. I might feel all these things, God, but never alone by you and never used by you. You've always taken care of me, Jesus, and blessed me and guided me and directed me. And as the day of your crucifixion, Pilate said, I find nothing wrong in this man. I wash my hands. I can find nothing wrong in you, God, because you've always been good and faithful to my family, to me. Even though I've been unfaithful, God, even though I've failed in things, you've corrected me and you've lifted me up and you embraced me. You spoke to my injuries. You've shown me what I couldn't see in me. Only by your guiding light. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Has visto hombre solicito en su obra? Delante de los reyes estará. No estará delante de los de baja, baja suerte. That's a little different, ain't it? For my English-speaking folks. Quieren saber? It says right there that they shall not be under men with bad luck. None of us want to be guided by someone that's guiding us wrong. But again, if we're diligent, what does diligent mean? That means that that we don't only just leave here and say, oh, that felt good. It felt good today. That was a good workout. I think that'll be the last time I go or 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 apply something it doesn't work that way it has to be a consistent behavior that will push away inconsistent behaviors none of y'all have gotten to a place without some form of consistency be it good or bad something has been constant but the thing is is when you start to pull over when you start to pull over what's good and you start to lean more to what's good. Then the word of God speaks to this. It's easy for me to tell my kids, you got to listen to me because I'm your parent. It's easy. It's another thing when your kids listen to you. Not only because you're their parent, but because they know By doing this, it'll extend their life. 
But not only because the word of God says that, but because they know and they've seen through your life, God work. Then as a parent, I don't have to beat my chest. All I have to do is lead. Help me to lead God. I want to lead in moments that I feel I'm not ready to lead, but I want to lead because I'm following you. That's the thing, brothers and sisters. We can can lead our families if we're being led by God. The moment that we're not being led by God, then then you're, I don't know what you're thinking. You pay the bills, you do these things, that's fine. That's good. Congratulations, you provide for your kids. That's fantastic. But you're not leading them. Because their problems, that problems that you weren't able to overcome or be able to use the word of God to overcome them will become their problems. And as we see this society separating itself more and more from God, it's not more people saying, I want to go to God. It's more people saying, ah, as we see the ratio changing in this country, it's up to us. We are the light. We are the salt. Are we prepared to shine? And to give flavor. If we turn to Proverbs 21 5, I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Proverbs 21 5, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to, tend only to plenty, plen, plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. Los pensamientos del solicito. Ciertamente van a abundancia. Abundan, abundancia. Mas todo pres, presuroso. In, ooh, this is a good one. Nobody help me. I, I seek these moments. Pero, 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 pero presuroso. Indefectiblemente. Indefectiblemente. Hold on. In the indefectiblemente a pobreza. The word of God says here if we come here and we're thinking diligently and we're thinking our thoughts diligently in what we're doing and not just going with the flow and just moving and, and just it doesn't matter what we do, it doesn't matter, God this, God this. But when God's saying, if we're diligent in our decisions and all this, then look at this. He'll bless us, but those that rush into things. I love seeing, you know, with the baptism class, I always loved seeing um, the responses from those saying, I'm going through something, I'm asking for prayer in this, and decisions or whatever it was, because that is not going into something hasty, but to be diligent. That is the peace that God is asking from us. If we turn to Proverbs eighteen nineteen, and with this one, why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? Amen. And with this verse, why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? 
Y con este versículo, ¿por qué no nos paramos, hermanos? Que se lleva el oil en los hips. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. You know, brothers and sisters, we find ourselves here, as Brother Lorenzo mentioned, coming to an anniversary and we're praying for many more. Some of y'all have heard and pastors talked about it before in the past about his, his desire always was when he invested in heaven. Was that his family's families, families and members, families, families, families would have a place to worship. We find ourselves in this place And we're all going through different things in this place at this moment, different struggles. Maybe none of them are the same or maybe there's a lot of them that are the same. I've mentioned sometimes a few of them in the past, struggles with marriages, they're here. Struggles with finances, they're here. Struggles with oneself, it's here. But we find ourselves in this place and God has not forsaken us in this place. God is here in this place. God brings a word to this place. But sometimes we, as this word just said right now, slothfully don't engage with the word. We don't grab this and say, if I grab this and I apply this, then something can change. Something can change in me. Something can change for me. I used to say something a long time ago because I would always hear people and we've worked with all different types of people here and I used to hear people that were addicts and they would tell them, do do it for your family. That's a famous saying, right? Do it for your family. You've got kids. Do it for your kids. And that's not enough for an addict. Because an addict's got to do it for themselves first. Because something inside of them is not allowing them to love themselves enough to stop. So I find myself sometimes, and we want to use this, you know, you got kids, you got to do this, this, and that. But you got to do it for yourself. This decision is for yourself. It's so you can overcome great things. You first. I said, we don't serve a selfish God, but he is selfish in this one thing, that it's about you. That you maintain it before I start thinking about others. Am I doing it? Before I wish so-and-so would hear this, am I hearing this? As we're in this place and we see God, we say, God, I ask you into my heart, God, because 
right now, this is a lonely place that it's, it's lost without you. Why don't we worship the Lord here as we pray and ask God to hear our hearts tonight as they speak to him. Come to you, Father, with our hearts. We come to you, Lord. Some of us are lacking major voids in our lives, Lord. Some of us, Lord, are struggling with things that are They could be so small to you, Lord. But they're the Grand Canyon to us, Jesus. Some of us are struggling with separation, Lord. Some of us are struggling with submission, Father. Some of us are struggling with communication, Jesus. Some of us are struggling with not wanting to be united, but be on our own, Jesus. And it's not real. It's not real, God. You show, God, that it's not real. I ask you, God, to reveal what's real in our lives. Reveal what's real in our lives, Jesus. That we can see what's not real in front of us, Jesus. And that you can remove it from our lives, Lord, and we can trust in you more and lean on you more, Father. Something's got to give, Jesus. Remove from me, Jesus, anything that keeps me from trusting in you, Jesus. Help me, Lord, to see the peace you have planned for me, not the evil that the enemy wants me to be destroyed in. Help me to see the goodness, Lord, in times where I want to be angry, I want to be depressed, I want to just be not happy, that I can see that my kids are here with me, that I can see that my kids are healthy wherever they're at, Jesus. That there's still hope, Father. Even though, even though I don't have them next to me, Jesus. I believe your word, Father. If I seek you with all my heart. And trust in you. And seek your kingdom first, Jesus. Everything else will be added. Whatever it is, Lord. Whatever I've decided to put in the way of seeing you, Jesus. Remove it tonight. So I can be free to see you. Free to be with you, Jesus. I ask, Father. I ask, Jesus, that you and you alone guide me. I want to hear your voice, Jesus. Refresh my conscience tonight, Lord, to hear your voice clearer. Remove any iniquity from me, Jesus, to hear you clearer, Jesus. That I serve you, Jesus, to serve you, not because I want to, 
make those around me comfortable with me. I want to serve you for serving you, Jesus. Not just so I don't feel not in place, not in position, Lord. I want to serve you, Jesus, because I believe in you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for everything you do in our lives, Lord. The good and bad, Jesus. For the bad, Lord, that takes me through moments to reflect, Lord, on what I need, what I still lack, the good to rejoice in you, Lord, and to put myself second and put you above everything. Help me, Lord, to trust in you, Jesus. I ask that you bless my brothers here, Lord, my, the brothers, sisters, kids, Father, that the summer's starting, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you continue to bless us and bless this event that we're having, Lord, that it's honoring you, Lord, not honoring anything that we've done, Lord, but honoring you, Lord, and what you did, Father, and what you continue to do, Father. You're not done with just building a building. You're still building us, Jesus. Build us, Father. I know sometimes the walls fall down. Sometimes the foundation cracks because we're not on you, Jesus. Put us on you, Father. And everything will be stable. Lord, we ask, Jesus, that you just bless and protect all those that are making their way here, Father. That they can come and praise with you, Father. Glorify, Lord, everything that you're doing, Jesus, as you deserve all the honor and glory, Father. We ask, Lord, that you Take us from here, Lord, but never from your presence, Jesus. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, Jesus.